I don't know what it is about the pandemic. Everybody is riding bicycle now. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw your bicycle there. So yeah. a couple of guys were riding bike and they they invited me to come. I'm like, bro, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that life <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. Hi, welcome to Life on Purpose, the podcast where we talk about living your full existence on purpose through six buckets of faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. I'm your host, Lana Bimero. Let's jump right into it. So this is the first interview recorded episode, and I talked to Chidi Ayanlechi, um, as well as Shion Olaiwala, and we talk really big picture about structuring your life. And, and I use this episode to break down those six F's of faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. And we kind of just bent back and forth in discussions and definitions and how for us it's applied uh, into our lives. And, and, and we touch on um, each one of those in a, from a different perspective. I'll, I'll give an example, looking at faith from um, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but also faith in God or faith in something um, a, a, as a uh, as an action word so faith as an action word versus faith as a belief as well so kind of just as an example of some of the things we discussed it was really exciting to uh, just bant about that so oh, i'm nervous i'm excited i, I was just about to say i'm nervous because i didn't really know what <laughs> I to talk yeah. about i'm nervous <laughs> i'm excited i'm everything <laughs> all right we'll go ahead and jump in so right. I have today, uh, my dear brothers, uh, Billy Chidi. Oh uh, man! There you okay. go. There you go. Okay. Now, which of your is it? It's not Instagram. What are you, Billy Chidi, on? That's on. Oh, um, I think it's TikTok. I, or Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I have Billy Chidi, and uh, so Billy Chidi one of <laughs> Kela, Texas. Okay. And then, and then you put chief there. That, that's oh my God. He's, he's your own nice chief. He is Billy Chief Man of Kela, Texas. You are okay. Chief Olaiwala of Badovie, Kela, Texas. Okay, okay, okay. I see that connection. Okay, yeah. I appreciate you guys. I really do. And, you. Um, you know, when I was thinking about kind of like doing this podcast and like, okay, so the first couple people that you know, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be all things. First couple people I'd like to talk to, um, gen, you know, in a uh, laid back environment. And, and so I thought of y'all. So I really do appreciate y'all. So to jump in, the, the, the topic for today is um, really, you know, structuring one's life. So the six um, subsections that I've kind of created for myself uh, when I think about structuring life is faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. I'll say it again, faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. And I don't have OCD. It just so happens to be all F. So I, <laughs> I kid. I, I, so actually, here's the funny thing. See that focus one initially for me was purpose. And I kept trying to find a word that could really just get it into that F category for me. And I was like, you know what? There it is. It's focus. If you focus on what God has asked you to do, then you're living your purpose. So just, just, just to start with that faith part, and we'll probably just spend a couple minutes on each one of those. 
Uh, for me, when you talk about faith, I try to personalize it. You know, I was sharing with you, you know, by the grace of God, for me, my focus has always been that things has to be better. You know, there's always a bigger vision, um, bigger thing than even where I am today. And for me to be able to walk towards whatever I'm doing, I internalize, you know, where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And it kind of has that framework, you know, from my mindset that, you know, there's something bigger. Then it helps me to kind of, you know, walk towards it because that's the driving force, you know, behind what I do. So faith in an essence for me, I personalize it. I see it, you know, from my mindset that, okay, this is what God uh, is telling me about my life, about my faith, about my family. Now the question is, how do I get there? Right. So but with the faith that I have, it kind of helps me to build that framework, you know, and also to be able to figure a way to be able to get there. So from the Bible, biblical perspective, you say faith is a, uh, substance of things the hope that we hope for, the evidence of things that we cannot see. So, but if you look at all that, it just um, that framework that I have from my mindset and how I'm able to achieve it. I'm not sure if you're yeah. able to connect. No, no, to that. no, that was perfect. I mean, a couple of things yeah. I got out of that. I think the way you described it for me, I wrote something down foundation. Like faith is almost like a foundation for you, you know, and then you talking from an engineering standpoint, you know, it, it connects, it's the driving force to something bigger. So big ups on that. Um, Chidi, faith. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know, you talk about foundation, that's the foundation of my relationship um, as a Christian. Um, in me believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God um, and it's based on that I became a Christian. Uh, but more than anything, uh, faith kind of drives my ability in knowing who I am and what I can achieve. Um, there, I have this um, um, a poster that fits on my wall in my office that says, faith doesn't make it easy. It makes it possible. So just because I believe I can do something, I'm not expecting it to be a walk in the park. I'm not expecting that the moment I believe that I can achieve this, it would just be given to me in my hands. Um, and that's where sometimes, you know, people kind of stop halfway, you know, in their, in whatever goal or whatever thing. And I talked about goal. That's part of what I'm going to also mention. I'm going to talk about structuring your life, right? Um, you, you can decide, I want to do something. And, you know, you have that belief you can do it. But if you don't believe in yourself, first of all, that you can do it, mm -hmm. um, Romans 12, 2, right, talks about by the renewing of your mind, you being able to change in the way you think. Right. You know, once you're able to change the way you think to say, as a kid, um, there are certain people you looked up to, uh, or even right now, there are certain people you're like, man, I don't think I can ever get to this capacity. I don't think I can ever get to this level. In whatever thing you're doing, um, you know, talked about how most of these secular principles is rooted biblical in the Bible. And that's one of it. So that's me changing the way I think now. And this is, you know, the Bible saying it. So me changing the way I think. I begin to have faith in even in God and even in my ability in getting there. So when I know that, hey, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be possible no matter what it takes. 
And one of my life mantras is nothing is impossible. Yeah, I know I stole that from Seven Up, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I truly believe in it as long as you put your mind to it. And I've seen, you know, these small actionable things occur in my life where I, I was like, there's no way I can accomplish this. But no, yes, you can. Let's go there. And it may take a day, it may take a year, it may take a few struggles, but we got there. So that's what I believe faith in. It should be the foundation of everything we do, either, our, either with our work with God, either in our relationship with our goals or where we want to go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. You know, uh, you know, you said something there, um, you know, fate doesn't make it easy. It makes it possible. So, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's probably something that anyone listening can take away. It doesn't make it easy. It makes it possible. And I appreciate you connecting a little bit around, you know, the, the concept of, you know, um, maybe biblical principles being limited. I'll share with you guys. Um, I, I was listening to Craig Rochelle um, earlier this week. Um, and, and, you know, his new book is, I think it's called Winning in Your Mind. Uh, and when he introduces the book, he talks about how this is a faith-based book. Uh, and he's not, you know, he's a pastor from Oklahoma. He's like, this is a faith-based book. Um, but you can apply these principles to your everyday life. And so, you know, when we think of faith, I think for me, it's, it's probably important to highlight now the question of faith on, uh, in terms of, you know, what do I have faith in? For me, it's I have faith in God. Um, I have faith in Jesus Christ. That is what my faith is in. But uh, the ability or the verb of faith, which is the action um, in which, you know, um, Sean alluded to substance of things hoped for. In other words, you're hoping for something that is not real. That is applicable anywhere. Anyone can hope for something that is not real does not mean that their faith is in God. So um, really appreciate some thoughts about that. Let's jump into fitness. Now, fitness is probably one of those things that, you know, we're, we're African men and God help us. Um, the point I want to make is um, uh, I've had rice twice today already. And, you know, you know, and, and there are certain food items that are ah, God help us, you know. But um, let's just talk about fitness a little bit. Sean, what is your I mean, how would you describe fitness? And, you know, just building off that concept of faith. If, you, if we were to have um, kind of like an onion and faith was the inner layer and then maybe fitness the next level, how would you connect faith uh, or fitness to faith or anything of that nature? Just I mean, um, talking about fitness, I mentioned driving force earlier. You know, you have a driving force behind your motive, behind your intentions. You know, fitness, it's like the next thing that you apply, you know, to what your belief is. You know, how do you are able to actually take that to the next level? Mm -hmm. You know, physics says that objects that remain, you know, at a position will continue to be there, except there is a force that tells it to push hey. it up to the hey. next. Hey. Hey. What know, we <laughs> we will seg we will segue. Ogasa, what did yeah. you score in Waek for physics? <laughs> That's uh, B2, okay, the smallest B2. I'll uh, pass now, and I uh, talked a little bit physics and chemistry. Wow. But on a serious note, when you look at fitness, it goes hand in hand with faith. You know, you believe, you see, uh, you see yourself in, um, you see yourself in in a bigger picture than where you are today. Right. And for you to be able to get there, there has to be emotion involved. Yeah. So fitness in the practical sense is going to the gym you know, building all that muscle. But what about that spiritual muscle? Ooh. What about exercising that faith? Ooh. 
you know, to make sure that you can actually realize what you, the concept of what you have, you know, and every day it's that mental exercise, right. it's that physical agility, it's what you are putting in place daily, you know, that actually brings whatever you have, the faith that you have in something come to pass. You know, Bible says faith without works is dead, right? So how do you get to that walk? Walk again is force times distance. There is a space between that and you have to be able to cover, you have to be able to achieve it. So the fitness, you know, it also helps you not only just from, oh, I just want to get fit. It also helps your mental, um, uh, your, your mentality also because you want to make sure that your mind is always at work. Right. You know, that movement, uh, to me, it's all that fitness. From the mental aspect, from the spiritual, from the career, from different aspects of your life, and even for the family also and the children. Thanks, Bros. I love how you connected it around, um, you know, not only fitness to the body, but mental health and, and, and also, you know, your, your spiritual fitness, you know, your, you know, one of the things, and, and I'll um, punt over to Chidi here in a minute, but, you know, our body is, you know, the, the temple of God and your ability to execute on God's plans and purposes for your life is dependent on the vehicle in which you have to execute. I can't go and do anything of purpose if my body does not respond. And so, um, you know, trust me, I'm, I'm still praying for grace on, on some of that. So um, fitness. All right. Um, what I would say about fitness in relation with your faith is, you know, trying to define that word fitness, right? Because, you know, once you understand what it is, it helps you in determining, okay, how can I be applicable with my with your faith work? Um, showing Lulu to the fact that it's not just about you trying to go to the gym and have that six pack, right? It's, and you talked about the mental, mental health, you know, the mm -hmm. fitness. Um, and, and I think that on, on, I think that's all encompassing um, because once your mind is active, you know, um, you know, you talked about being in a state of rest yep. and as long as you're in a state of rest, you are going to remain in a state of rest. Now, an, an object in a state of rest has, you know, we talked about, um, Shimon, tell me, is that, um, um, what, what kind of force? Is it potential energy or? State of rest is energy? potential. It is? Yeah. Yeah, state of well, yes, yes. Well, it draws, so it depends. Once in a state of rest, nothing is happening. Right. Right. When, the moment you pull it, Kinetic. you know, you're exactly, you're, yeah. you're, exactly. One simple example is like a sling. A sling by itself is useless. Mm. Yes. The moment you're able to exact pressure to it, then it creates potential energy that has the ability to perform an action. You know, looking at David and Goliath, you know, David was like, hey, I'm going to bring this man down. He had a sling that was useless, but he got a pebble. He stretched it and automatically that became a weapon. So that simply means if you're not doing anything, you're inactive, you're just sitting around not doing anything, you're, you're useless to yourself wow. and to the people around you. But the moment you become active, you're, you know, you're, 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 you're stressed and you're like, well, how, how are you going to pull this elastic? What if, what if I break? Fate tells you, no. Keep on to that's you know that point you know where you've reached that breaking point and, and you know I'm talking about physics here but this is Shovel's real house right yeah. <laughs> you know keep it on brother I like that bro you know and then you go forth to perform yeah. so 
why we making you know the mistake and hey guys i'm also guilty of it man. you know you know you know even health wise is where you're sitting there you know you're talking about man i have no time i i i, I can't make it happen and she talked about how he tried to put up a gym in his house you know right. that's an actionable step he has determined an, a, a fault i'm i'm busy you know but you're never busy enough not to go home so if i'm already <laughs> home i might as well put something in the house to help me while I'm home, mm-hmm. you know, it takes an extra added ability to get into a car and drive to the gym. But you're going to be home. Might as well work out in your house. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two things. You said um, sling by itself is useless. Your mm-hmm. body is useless without action. And then you connected that to stretching your faith. And you said, mm-hmm. like, you know, your faith is what stretches you. So stretching your body. And then you said you're never busy. You're never busy enough to go home. You will mm-hmm. go home. So if you go home and there is a gym at your home or there's like, you will make it work because, you know, the, the excuse that we give, um, I was a member of an organization that described excuse as merely building blocks used in building mm-hmm. great monuments of nothingness. So you put blocks <laughs> together, and then that is wow. nothing. So that's an excuse. So, but to, you know, to that point, you can make an excuse that I don't have time, but if you're going to go home, you're yeah. going to go home. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Um, family. Um, so, you know, God is big on family, you know, and, and that was why he created Adam, created Eve. Right. Um, and, you know, he gave them that ability to go forth and conquer the world. Um, there's certain areas in my life where I'm running, trying to achieve this, and I get to a breaking point. And I kind of want to re- relate this to a relate race mm. where you get to that next point and you're about, you're gassing up. And if you are by yourself, you might have given up. Right. right? You might have thrown in the towel. But if you have that strong family or that strong support system, you yeah. can literally pass the baton to that spouse to say, hey, man, run, finish up this race for me. Right. You know, help me get to that finish line. And because you get are united as one, Mm-hmm. and not competitive with each other you know one person's win is our win amen right one person's glory is our glory amen um, one person's money is our money you Bro. know that's really cool, right <laughs> um it's 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 it, and and i know that's also a very touchy you know subject but i really believe that in that power of unity the moment we come together as one we have that ability to achieve more and that strengthens your faith together as one. You said something before I go over to Shell. You, you, you talked about how, you know, if you're running something together, running a relay, I, let me give you guys an example. A couple of guys were riding, uh, you know how, I don't know what it is about the pandemic. Everybody's riding bicycle now. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw your bicycle there. So yeah. a couple of guys were riding bike and they, they invited me to come. I'm like, bro, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that. Like, yes, but these guys, man, they rode. And I think one of them was telling me, was like, yeah, like the week before he rode like four miles on his own guy. There were four uh, of them. These guys rode 20 miles. I said, he said for, he said for the next 24 hours, he, his thighs were not. And that's because to your point earlier and, and yeah connecting that to family uh, versus friends or whatnot but to your point earlier having someone with you run that race with you gets you takes you further shell yeah uh thank you uh when i look at family for me um you have to kind of go back to the biblical principle right you know Adam all by himself doing everything 
And I just, I can imagine how lonely that guy was, mm. you know, 24 seven, you know, just being lonely, you know, talking to animals and everything. And if I bring it back to our life today, I was like, wow, I feel bad, you know, for lonely people, for single guys, for single women you know, out there. Of course, I can't help them out. I, I can only pray for them. Hey. You know, <laughs> but when you talk about family, I begin to appreciate the essence of family more and more. You know, I, I continue to grow in marriage. You know, and I can see uh, the beauty in having a family around people that you can actually bounce ideas off, you know, to be able to sharpen, you know, whatever, you know, idea that you have. Sometimes you believe you got it covered. By the time you talk to your significant other, you can see some questions that be coming up. I'll be like, oh, I've not thought it this way, you know. And I look at also there are other, you know, businesses or some things I would have gotten into. You know, thinking like God recovered, I've prayed about it, but sometimes you don't even need to talk to God sometimes because God is already using the someone next to you, wow. you know, as a as a guiding light, you know, someone to kind of help you. And when you talk about family, I see the partnership because there's a reason why you call it a family, someone that you trust. There's a level of trust involved when you talk about family. You know, there is a level of relationship. You know, you come to know each other. You know, I see even the three of us on, on this platform right now, I see it, there is a sense of family relationship involved because there's a level of trust that you've had. You know, there's certain things you can share with your family that we can share with everybody. Right. And these people are there to cover your shame to be able even to, you know, fine tune your skills. And sometimes you back each other up. So I see family, not only even from the immediate, also from the, you know, generation. Right. You know, you are building a legacy and you have someone you can build that legacy with. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like America, we the people. All right now. All right. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You said yeah. something about, you know, using the person next to you and basically having the person next to you you know, how, you know, sometimes and, and guilty men we are, right? We, uh, I'm generalizing here, so forgive me. But, you know, we, in our mind, we, you know, I've calculated everything. Like, no, 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 no. And then <laughs> you go lay down to madame and you just say, hey, by the way, I'm going to do one or two things. And then she just says, have you thought of this? Yeah. Right. And, I, you know, when I don't have the answer, I would just be like, I'm praying about it. <laughs> you know, because... If I, you know, I maybe I spent one month planning though, not just yeah. one comment that she could yeah. just take, you yeah. know. And so you're spot on, you're spot on having that family, um, you know, to, to lean on. And, and uh, you know, uh, we talked about not just family from a blood standpoint, but family, um, you know, uh, people that you circle around. So I appreciate y'all sharing on that. Um, <laughs> Chidi, I'm going to ask you what you think of or Oh, yeah. What you think of when I throw out three names. OK, so I'll give you each name and then you just tell me what you think of. And I'll do the same to Shane. OK, so the first person is Rick Warren. What word comes to mind? Teacher. OK, uh, Michael Jordan. Basketball. Joyce Meyer. Preacher. OK, Shane, your turn. Um, Uncle Barack Obama. A leader. Tiger Woods. A driver. A driver? 
Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's right. You're a you golfer too. Okay, I like that. That was actually very good. Because you didn't just go golf. You went double clicking to correct golf. Hmm. All golfers. I want feel yeah, left-handed yeah. golfers. All right. The last one, Nelson Mandela. Mm. That's a, a visionaire. Visionaire. You know, so these guys, and, and this is going into that next F of focus, um, you know, and, and what I was trying to connect here was that these people, you know, you, you throw their name out and almost everybody, probably nine out of 10 people would say almost the same things that you guys have said. You know, you think of Michael Jordan, you just think back of basketball. You know, you think of Tiger Woods, you don't, you know, Michael Jordan played other sports. Michael Jordan is known for other things like his wealth. But the one thing that, you know, he's probably known for most is, is, is basketball. Now, obviously from a faith-based standpoint, you know, and you think about it, sometimes, you know, what people are known for may not necessarily be what God's plans and purposes are for them. Um, and so I just, I just want to tee that up and, and, and ask you, Chidi, you know, when, when you think of focus, uh, let me say one more thing and then I'll hand over to you. Um, Gary Keller um, and Jay Papasan wrote a book called One Thing. And the whole idea of that one thing is start with one thing and let everything else domino. When um, Chidi was describing himself, he's into real estate. Uh, and, and, you know, that could be into uh, rentals. It could be into uh, flip-ins. It could be into uh, multifamily, whatever the case may be. But he's, he, he's into real estate. So, um, you know, Chidi, what's, what's your take on, on focus but all purpose from that standpoint? Yeah. Um, hey, man, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I... So I talked about how initially how the, my life mantra, you know, is based on nothing is impossible. Um, and I, I used that in almost structuring my life. You know, you talked about structure, right? You know, structure is that laid out organization where a lot of things are brought together, mm -hmm. but you have a path to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you don't have any structure or another, you know, a goal, a purpose, right? If I have no purpose of getting to Sherwin's house and I get into my car and have no idea where I'm going, I'm going to end up nowhere. You know, I could get to a particular destination, but in a general scheme of you trying to get somewhere, that's nowhere, you know, because I could be in California, but I've driven 24 hours to California, but wow. I really have no business being in California. Wow. So think about all the efforts, you know, time, resources, money, gas, the risk. But because I wasn't structured and definite in going to a five minutes trip, I've gone 24 hours without any direction. Um, and so I realized that, um, and this is a question I used to ask myself, and I still ask myself every now and then. What am I created here? You talked about requiring, you know, so this is almost like a shameless blog, right? right. This book, Purpose Driven Life. Um, that tells you almost why, why you were created. What are you focused again? The moment I feel, the moment you discover why you were created or your purpose on this earth, you're focused at it. Yeah. You know? um, mm -hmm. Now in Genesis, I think 12, where God told Abraham, get out of this place, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Abraham heard clearly from God. It wasn't like his terror, you know, or lots that came to say, I think God is asking you to leave, you know, where we are right now. He could hear audibly from God. It was clear. So at that point, that was Abraham's purpose. Yeah. So no matter what he was working on, he was focused at living point A 
to point B. Wow. The moment we as humans, you know, whether you're a Christian, you don't believe in God, no matter where you are, if you have a purpose about where I want to get to, right. you're focused about it. And it shapes everything about you. It shapes your lifestyle. It, it shapes your principles. It shapes, you know, the kind of re- relationship you build. Uh, Sherwood talked about it, you know, when he was introducing himself based on his purpose that related to the kind of wife he got married to. Right. You know, because he had to get married to someone that is aligned to his purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was trying to go north and he married someone that's trying to go south, there's nothing wrong with south. Right, you know, um, but they're going at two opposite direction, and they will never arrive at any place. So as long as we know where you're going to, it doesn't matter. That's where faith comes into the picture. Let's go back to Abraham. Hey, get out of here! I'm about to send you somewhere else. He had no idea where he was going, but he knew that God had told him, "Move. This is your purpose. I need you to move out of here." And then he trusted God through the process, right. you know, um, and Bible talks about how God counted it for him as a good thing. Yep. You know, the deep people say as righteousness, but keeping it low and simple, it was a good thing that yep. regardless of, I didn't tell him where he was going, but he trusted me. So I believe the moment, you know, your purpose and why you're created, your faith can be strengthened. So even if you hit a pothole, you know, you hit a curveball, you know, something happens. It appears that, Everything that is surrounding where you're going is walking in the opposite. You know, right. it doesn't make it easy. Say it's possible. I know it's not going to be easy. There's a song that says, nobody told me the road will be easy, right? Yep. But you're going to keep on going because you have faith in your ability to get there. Amen, man. You said something. Um, <laughs> you talked about there's nothing wrong in going a certain direction. That's mm-hmm. just not the direction that you were created for there's nothing wrong with going south but if you were going north you you've missed it that's big that's 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 directional focus Shale. yeah um so when you talk about focus for me i has to focus on what mm. right who because in life we can say you want to focus and a lot of people and sometimes we realize that we focus on the wrong things and we tend to spend our time, you know, on things that it's not even worth it. And one of the reasons why this happened is because we failed to realize why we are doing those things. So for my um, profession, you know, working in the plants, there's always an issue that happens in production. And when you go into resolving issue, there's what you call root cause problem solving. Before you start you know, diving into figuring things out or creating objective. If one of the things you ask is, why am I doing it? Right. And it goes back to what you said, the purpose behind what you do. Because once you really have a purpose and you really believe and you invest in it, then you can actually focus on it and it becomes, you know, your motivation regardless of what comes your way. You know, we talk about faith, fitness. You're going to be stretched, right? Challenges will come. All those will come. And when you're talking about being focused, it's, you know, not just giving up. It's about stepping back sometimes. We're evaluating why you're doing it. And 
have you really exhausted all the options? Is it really worth, you know, pursuing? You know, and like, it's like you, you're dating a girl. And at the end of the day, to achieve this point, you realize that you are not aligned. You know, what your goals are, it's totally different from the individuals. But once you're able to find someone, you know, by the grace of God, you know, having someone that's able to align, to believe in your, you know, in, 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 your, in what you believe in and to believe in your purpose, right. you're able to work together to actually, to, to actually achieve. You mentioned a few people, you know, earlier, you know, Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela. You know, I call Barack Obama as a leader because I see a lot that I've learned from him. I'm reading his book right now. And even Mandela, that guy was a visionary. He could have given up. He could have let everything go because he believed, you know, there can also be better, you know, path for, uh, for, the, uh, for the South Africa, uh, South uh, on South African people, right? The black people. You know, you talking about Nelson Mandela uh, and um, uh, Uncle Barack. That's that's my uncle, by the way. Also, you people know. Okay. I'm not. I'm just saying. So, you know, his his most recent book, um, A Promised Land. Although yeah. it is voluminous, but it is a beautiful uh, rendition of you know leadership behind the scenes as well. So. Uh, uh, here's a plug on that. If you haven't read that, go consider. So thank you so much. Um, we got two more. And, and in the interest of time, I'm going to, I'm going to just ask you guys to, to kind of just synopsize as you think about it. So um, I'll start with you, Shion. When you think of finance, you know, uh, in, in this day and age where there's so many ways to um, make money, versus wealth all right yeah. there's difference yeah. between making money and making wealth you know crypto is like the new fad if 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 actually maybe it's not even the new fad it's been the fad for five years there's crypto there's robin hood there's so much um just high level i mean what what's the role of finance and how do you how do you consider structuring finance and maybe even connecting finance to faith i mean finance it's straight and simple you know nobody wants to be poor but it goes back to how you approach it you know, there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. There's a difference between, you know, just being able to get by versus living in a wealth for your generations to come. Right. And when you talk about finance, you know, also it comes with experience, it comes with maturity, understanding what is temporal versus permanent. You talk about, Chidi uh, mentioned real estate earlier, you know, if some people tend to show or oh, have arrived, you know, by buying cars. Mm. At the end of the day, the money you spend on cars is not coming back to your pocket. It's gone. No, sir. No, sir. You know, but you invest that money in a little bit here and there. And you look at each individual that's spending money on physical things, but someone that is investing 10 or 20 years down the lane. You see the results. Yeah. You know, so talking about finance for me, and also it goes end in end with all what we talk about you know when you have faith that's definitely you know i'm not going to go i don't want to go for you know i have a driving force behind everything i do and i'm focused and when that focus you talk about focus then you bring finance into it mm -hmm. there's always the reason why i go to work there's a reason why i'm pushing myself to the next level because i know there is a um there are benefits behind it and also, there's a reason why I'm putting 
certain things in place right now, you know, investments. So, and those are the things, it's more like a building block for me. Right. You know, I can't pay up my house right now. I wish I had the money to. But I know if I continue to put certain money towards that, it's going to happen. And do I even want to pay up the house right now? Or I want to use that money to actually invest in other hmm. properties, learning from the master, right? Aye. You See, know? people be taking notes. So, <laughs> yeah, carry on. You know, and, and, and at the end of the day, you know, it's like, okay, what happens in the next 10, 15 years? My wife and I were just talking about it today. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine someone that puts in 20,000, 30,000, you know, 50,000 to real estate every year or every other year. By the time you are clocking 55, 60, you have 10 properties, $500 minimum. Right. They are paying you, that's $5,000. Yeah. My mortgage is paid off. All the utilities are paid off. Now yeah. I can say that I want to live life. I can go on vacation the way I want to. But yeah. now I'm hustling, man. I have a focus. So then I'm putting my money where it needs to be. You know, it's, it's, it's a wrong doctrine saying that, oh, God wants us to be poor so mm-hmm. that we can get to heaven. That's a, that's a lie. Mm-hmm. How will you be able to evangelize if you don't have money? Amen. You know, money is a vehicle to evangelism. And how will people come to the God that make you poor? Yeah. You want to say that, no, honestly, I That's don't true. believe. The truth is, at the end of the day, I believe in giving help. I believe in helping people, empowering people more than giving them money. Because money I give them today, it's going to end. But what about their understanding? Going back to all the key points that you have mentioned today, how can they have that foundation and to be able to empower themselves and also, you know, build a wealth for yeah. themselves and the family. Wow. So, so much, so much right there. Nuggets, nuggets for days. Um, so, um, Pastor Chidi, high level um, finance, but let me ask it this way. Um, what would you tell or what three things would you tell a 21-year-old Chidi Anyele? Mm-hmm. What three things? <laughs> Real direct, real simple, because, you know, y'all, for those listening, man, if you, if, if Chidi decides to write a book about finance, boy, buy that book. Honestly. You know me today. But, <laughs> but yeah, what three things would you tell a 21-year-old Chidi Ian Leche about finance? Okay. Um, one, um, take risk. All right. Mm. Um, I mean, you're already mm-hmm. living your life, which is already a risk, right? So, mm-hmm. take it. I, I, I was talking to someone the other day, and um, some a conversation led to somewhere, and I'd mentioned um, the the amount of mortgages that I owed based on my investment, and it was like, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's worried because this is rolling into millions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned because I'm not paying $1 out of that mortgage. Mm-hmm. People are paying that off for me. Mm-hmm. Now, why I laughed, you know, he was concerned about what if you turn and start paying? And this is where we live mm-hmm. in America, but we don't mm-hmm. know how that system works. If today stuff hits the fan, no one can pay my mortgages any longer, bro, 
I'm filing bankruptcy. Violets. I'm out of the door. Mm-mm. And in three years, rinse and repeat. Mm-mm. I can get back into the into credit. Mm-mm. So what is the fear for? I mean, we have a president that just left. And how many times did he file bankruptcy? And is it mm-hmm. Right. So why are you afraid of risk? You know, so the moment I got that, I'm not scared at all. I'm ready to plunge in head on. You know, of course it's calculated risk. I'm not just going to, you know, go here why and not think about what I'm doing. But it's pretty calculated. And you can even set up your system where at the, at the end of the day, you end up not being liable for the debts that the business files bankruptcy or you can remove yourself yeah. from that bankruptcy and you're nice. not personally responsible for this again. So take risk because the earlier you start taking risk, you know, um, showing later to the fact, okay, 15 years from now, you're, you're 50 and now you can live your life. What if we're studying in our 20s and you can say this when you're 40? Mm-hmm. If you're 45, you know, um, imagine the amount of years you could have gained in starting early. Yeah. Um, point number two is do not fear. You know, I mean, that goes in take, taking that risk, but mm-hmm. do not be afraid. You know, um, some people say fear is false, real, false, As something appearing, appearing real. It, yeah. Yeah, appearing real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's the key word is false, right? right? It's not real, but it looks like it's real. So we're afraid of taking opportunities. Um, you know, Right now, the stock market is, you know, there's blood on the streets, right? Hi, um, brother. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> gentle conversations about that, too. You know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, but those that are not fearful, you know, and they're taking calculated risk, to them, the stock's on sale. So right. they are looking at, okay, everywhere is red. Where can I come in? Not yeah. when, you know, they're looking for that deep, position where they come in they take a position and in a week or two or three weeks it goes up and they've almost tripled their portfolio right as opposed to someone that is saying i'm still in the red white mm-hmm. um the real estate market same thing always moving around in circles right um you know the, the particular property that i've had that in a year i've had like three tenants come and go they stay for a few months and they are gone and it gets me worried, you know, because time to, once they're gone, something is wrong. You're going to touch it up, make, get it ready for the next tenant, you know. But at one point, I was like, who cares? You know, if they go, they go. You get someone else in there again. Because the good thing now is we don't need to leave off the profit from that business right, right now. To do. And thirdly, guys, I will tell a young chili, invest early, mm. you know, um, Key example, imagine taking out a, a million dollar life insurance at the age of 20 and taking out a million life insurance, a million dollar life insurance at the age of 40. At the age of 20, a premium could be $20. Mm-hmm. And that continues for the rest. You know, mm-hmm. at the age of 40, your premium could be $100. You know, so imagine the savings you could have had just, and it applies to real estate. It applies to whatever you're doing. And this is- 401k. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of it, you know, and she was, you know, went into the deep part, you know, Christian wise and political part, you should, Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper. Mm-hmm. What is prosperity about? You know, now people try to shame prosperity preachers or something, you know, yeah, you could take it to the extreme. I get it, but there has to be a mindset shift. 
because there are people that believe I was reading, I don't know why I mentioned it to, I think it was Romans uh, Hebrews, that same Hebrews that talked about faith. Towards the latter part of it, yeah, I think within our conversations, there were people that they were too good for this world. They didn't care about making money or living a good life. They were living in caves because they thought all they were created to do was just to live their life and die and go to heaven. Because the later part of it said they did not even receive Yes. Mm-hmm. So with you just, you know, trying to think, okay, humility, you know, is poverty. Yeah, those are two <laughs> different things. Yeah. Are two different things because you can still be wealthy and still be humble. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I know about talking about you know being rich and getting to heaven. I get it, you know, but it, it still comes down to you renew your mind and figure it out. If I want to get to this certain lifestyle, what actionable steps will I take to get there? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, nuggets for days, nuggets for days. Man, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, three things. Take risks. Do not fear and invest early. Y'all, take notes. And and I guess it, yeah. this also applies. You don't have to be 21 to take these. The, the point there is start now. You know, time, mm-hmm. time, time will tell, but start now. The last one is friends. You know, friends. Um, they say friends are the family we choose for ourselves. Um, you know, so Sean, can you share with me, may share with us in general, uh, maybe a childhood friend that you will never forget and why? I'll come back to that. Okay. And All right. Let, let me, let me go why. to, so yeah. let me go to the Chidi. Chidi, that's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. That, that is because yeah. I, I, I came to realize that, um, most of the friends you either had in primary school or in secondary school, college, yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, time goes by really quickly. Right. And, in between that time, a lot occurs, you know, right. people, people grow into yep. different levels yeah. that even when you meet, sometimes there could be some complex that is involved because yeah. maybe you were successful there and you took a different path in life, yeah. you know. Um, but what I'll say about friends is, uh, first of all, I'm an introvert, so I'm, I'm not like a outgoing, I'm about to stack up on friends. Like I have this yeah. friend, um, well, I had this, um, it's my friend now, Went to the same college, right. but in six years in college, we never even knew ourselves, right? Mm. Just two years ago, you know, we started, we connected whilst we were planning our reunion. And within that two years, we talk almost almost every other day, even every day, you know. Mm. Um, and I, I came to realize that even if I had known him in, in high school, um, whatever happened in high school almost remained there, you right. know, yeah. because in high school, as a young kid, what you're just talking about is I'm trying to play video games. Video games, you know, soccer, you know, one or two things. things. You, know, um, you know, really, really, it's not always tangible. Yeah. You know? But it's when you're very intentional about the kinds of friends you have. Someone says something that really, truly, the, the, I don't know how true this is, but the proof in your growth talks about how your friends drop off the list mm-hmm. it's not about you saying i'm too good for them but are they keeping up mm-hmm. your growth yeah it's a hard truth but there are people um that i knew in high school um i can't really say second um uh, primary school because that was a long time ago the right. only one guy that i remember in primary school and we talk about every other month you know so we're not really friends we just chit chat right yeah um but but you, you i come to find that there are certain ones that I keep up with on a daily daily basis or every other day, 
and mm. they tell me once a month, hey, how you doing? Just checking in. And it pretty mm. much just ends there because yeah. we're probably not aligned in the same, in the same direction. direction. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and let me let me share this thought. And before I punt over to show, um, for me, there was a guy we were in just, um, and, and forgive me, but we were in just two. And um, our teacher, it was our teacher's birthday. Um, and his name is Adebisi Akilono. If he happens to listen, this guy was, I mean, and I'll tell you why. So it was our teacher's birthday. And I, you know, I was so excited about this little gift I got. You know, I was, I was that kid, you know, I wanted to, oh, I wanted my teacher to know that I appreciate that. Oh, man, ask my mother, please give me money. I want to buy a gift for my teacher. So I did. And I packaged it and everything. And I was excited. And, and you know, and so it was the last day of school. It also happened to be the last day of school. So, you know, that last week, I was just waiting for results. Nothing's really happening. So she came to the class and I, you know, I, I was all excited and I gave her the gift and she was like, ah, thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it and everything. And that was it. And so we're all leaving class. And then I think I forgot something in the class. So I went back to the class and here was Adebisi Akilonu quietly, humbly presenting his own gift. And mm -hmm. as I was walking, it was the teacher just, you know, you could see the genuine thank you versus the, ah, thank you so much, you know, and man, that, I, that stuck with me and I, I connected with him and it's been years and I don't think we've, we've talked in, in some time now, but that stuck with me and that, that the, where I'm trying to connect that with friendship is, you know, uh, Chidi, you alluded to the point that as your friends drop off might be an assessment of, of, you know, how far you're growing in general, but also on the flip side, you know, connecting with people that you can learn something from or, you know, yeah. going in that direction that, oh, you know what, I see something in you, you know, I'm going to invest in a relationship with you so that, you know, so that I, you know, I can, I can glean from your blessings, um, but hopefully I'm also being a blessing to you. So, uh, and friendship from that standpoint of, you know, fellowship with the right people, the right circle, so that you can grow in the direction that God, God has called you to. Thoughts on this. So. Yes. So when you ask questions about a friend that I can never forget and why, and it kind of goes along with uh, what you didn't mention because I look at, in my life, I've had some good friends, you know, that we grew up together, you know, we shared a lot and we're able to stretch each other, you know, to achieve. So when you talk about friendship for me, I see it, you know, I see myself in them. Right. And they, and it's also is a, the reverse is also the case it's vice versa right and it's also it's iron that sharpens its iron you yeah. know and it helps to be able to align yourself either you know for the next move or even to to solidify your base and you're learning from them as they are learning from you yeah you know and it helps to actually help with, with the grace of god you know to propel you for the next move so friendship is very, very important to me. And I also, I'm an introvert, not until recently, but I tend to, you know, choose my friends. I try to be a little selective and ensure that people I relate with, you know, I can at least contribute something. And I'm also learning a lot. And I thank God for where I am today and for the great friends that I have. And I continue to learn because... The moment you believe that you have arrived or you've got it all, you realize that you're nowhere. Yeah. You know, God has put certain people in your life, 
you know, for them to be a blessing to you. Right. And if they're able to figure out the reason why they're there, you're able to immerse that blessing as much as possible. And sometimes you have to go back to that reevaluation. Wow, man, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you all. I mean, just thinking through it and, and being a blessing to the circle in which you're you're blessed to be a part of, um, being a blessing, you know, and, and blessings and circles. So your blessing and then their blessing, you vice versa. So, you know, just high level um, as we talk about, you know, structuring your life and, and, and just touching on on those key things, uh, faith, fitness, family, focus, finance, and friends. You know, I think a couple high level takeaways that we've said, you know, faith, um, you got you to gotta be stretched in faith, you know, from a fitness standpoint, you know, maybe you consider putting a gym because you're going to go home <laughs> from a family standpoint, you know, having that person um, that, that, that God has already given you um, here on earth to, to really uh, help you through your, your plans and purposes or God's plans and purposes for you is it's a blessing and, and something not to be taken for granted, uh, you know, and focus in what direction, ask yourself in what direction, am I going North or am I going South? Where does God want me to go? And, and finance, take risks, do not fear, invest early. Well, those mm -hmm. are some big ones. And then friends, be a blessing around the circles. One last question. I'll start with you, Chidi. What and the why, okay? Um, perfect vacation spot. And I know, I know you're going to tell me, you know, I'm not thinking vacation. I'm in my grind. Um, I got 15 years, all of that. I got you. But perfect vacation and why? Um, I've heard and I've never been to the Bahamas. Okay. Um, I love Miles Moore. I know he's from there. Yeah. Um, okay. I would love to want to go in, in between whilst I'm there, uh, have the experience of attending a service at his church. Yeah. Church is still ongoing. Right. Um, the other pastors actually running the church now. Yeah. So I, I would pick Bahamas, not because I'm I'm one deep religious, you yeah. know, I've trying to experience church there, but yeah. Moore is one guy that has changed my mindset. Yeah. Um, as it relates to purpose, that um it, it, it would be great um vacation in there and having to experience myself in the, in the Bahamas. Nice, nice. All right, cool. So as you structure life, structure family vacation somewhere in there, bros, I did try to tell you. Sure. I would say South Africa for me now. You okay. Know, and the reason is, you know, I just like, you know, going back to Africa mm -hmm. and not only just Nigeria, yeah. but even, you know, people say that, so when you go to Africa, you see animals and all that. I've not seen all that <laughs> in my life apart from going to the As in, <laughs> as in. Except oh. except during Christmas, the the animal that is the used for food. Exactly. So, uh, South Africa for me, you know, based on uh, various movies and just you know right. going back to that nature, right? You know, and just to appreciate you know that nature and also the motherland. You know, apart from just Nigeria, but actually seeing other parts of the continent. You know, and also to make uh, the kids to appreciate life outside America. You know, they've been to the Caribbeans, they love nice. it. It's just some different perspective about life, you know, and also building that foundation for them, you know, and for them to start thinking about how, you know, something bigger than America, 
and even also to inspire them. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, I want to go to Wakanda. That's where I want to go. So. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be forever no place to go. <laughs> Wakanda. Oh, wait, what's that <laughs> other country <laughs> where, where uh, Coming to America 2 is from? I was just going to say that. I forgot yeah. the name. I just saw it last <laughs> night. Too. Namunda. Namunda. That's where I want to go. Wakanda, Zamunda. Those are the two places. Thank <laughs> you.